you versus them prevents the shared purpose of us. The magic of shared purpose is synergy, meaning, and community. Success is much sweeter and failure is less painful when we're in it together. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. Work, as we know it, is broken. Our solution is adopting new programming beliefs and behaviors. That new programming might sound like this. Work is about things more important than the work. There are three fundamental principles that are indeed more important than the work. It's about transforming you. It's about supporting them. And today, it's about connecting us. Leadership guru Peter Drucker said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. He didn't say strategy's not important. He said culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's because it's culture that creates, implements, and sustains strategy. In sports, Olympic gold is the epitome of team success. So in thinking about a formula for what makes a highly successful team, we might default to some old programming that sounds like this. Well, you got to have the best players. Talent is critical to team success. And you got to have great coaching and cutting edge strategy. In the winter of 1980, something miraculous happened in Lake Placid, New York. The men's Olympic hockey tournament. Now, the U.S. was made up of amateur college athletes. And this team had been together only for a few months. The reigning world champs and multiple Olympic champions were the Russians. They were made up of full-grown professional hockey players. They had been together for a decade. The U.S. men's team beat Russia 4-2, to which sent our entire country into a celebration. Now, that celebration was slightly premature because we had not won the gold medal yet. We had one more game with Finland. We beat them 4-2 to and conquered the gold medal. At the medal ceremony, each team captain took their rightful place on the podium. Mike Aruzioni was there for the United States. The flags raised. We watched him sing the Star Spangled Banner with hand over his heart. When the anthem completed, he turned to his players who were on the ice. And he began to motion to them, wave to them, come here, come here. And within a moment, 20 college boys were gathered on the first place podium, hugging each other and celebrating, which was a potent reminder that shared success, right? Shared victory is always so much sweeter than individual achievement. That U.S. 
men's hockey team did not win the gold medal because they had the best talent or the greatest coaching or the most effective strategy. As a matter of fact, their coach, Herb Brooks, was quoted as saying, I'm not looking for the best players. I'm looking for the right ones. Now, in sports, how does a less talented team upset a more talented team? And in business, how does a bootstrap startup outduel a corporate giant? The answer is culture. Now, what does that look like? What does it look like when human chemistry bonds in such a fantastic way to have this highly effective culture? Well, we might notice mutual respect, a place where people recognize and value their differences. You'll also notice buy-in to a common goal. When people are aligned with a shared outcome, yet contribute their unique and various strengths along the way. You'll also notice commitment rather than compliance. And when we think about the difference between commitment and compliance, we might consider a seatbelt versus the speed limit. Now, if you ride in my car, I can guarantee that you're going to buckle up. There's going to be no conversation or no debate whether you will wear a seatbelt in my car with me. The reason is because I'm committed to your health and safety, to your well-being. Yet, when we're driving on an interstate, there's a pretty good chance we're going to exceed the speed limit. Unless, of course, I notice a police officer on the median just ahead of us. But outside of that, we're going to speed because I'm compliant to the speed limit. Commitment is dominant. The last thing we might notice is effective communication, which means we're listening attentive to one another, understanding each other, and committed to ensuring everyone has a voice and a say in who we are and where we're going. Now, in order to ensure this healthy and thriving culture, which drives team success, there's three key initiatives that must be present. The first is we must develop our team identity statement. That is literally a written document that helps us identify who we are as as a culture and a team. And that starts with identifying our purpose. Purpose answers the question, why? As in, why do we exist? And this is an abstract concept. It's not easy to come up with words that remind us why we exist, yet it's so important because it is in that purpose statement that gives the highest level of meaning to the work that we do. Next is vision. And vision answers the question, what? As in, what does it look like? When we live out our purpose, vision starts to get a little bit more concrete where we use word pictures to literally tell the story of how we're interacting and how we're manifesting our work. Now, in the Old Testament, the book of Psalms says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. 
And it might mean that people literally die when there is no vision. It also might mean that without vision, we can be lifeless. In other words, to be alive requires more than a pulse and respiration. To really be living means that we have a clear view of where we're going and how what we do is tied to living out our purpose. Now, at Extraordinary Communication, we had formulated our vision work a number of years ago. And recently, Sarah and I felt the urge to revisit and update that work. And since we're both kinesthetic processors, we decided to go for several walks. And while we were walking, we began to stream of consciousness, speak out what our vision could look like. What does it look like when we're day by day fulfilling our purpose? And we recorded our conversations on our phone. We took those hours of conversation and transcribed it and then edited it into our final updated vision statements. And those vision statements are in our office. They're out in plain view. We often refer to them during our meetings for two reasons. One, we use them to affirm the decisions and the actions that we have taken. We will often compare an interaction we had with a client or an interaction we had with ourselves and say, you know what? That's exactly what we were talking about over here in this vision statement. And we affirm that we are on target and on vision. We also use it as a mirror to reflect upon ourselves when we're preparing to make a decision. We'll ask ourselves, what is the right decision here? What is the decision that is in alignment with and reflects the vision we have for ourselves individually and collectively as a team? So first, develop your identity statement, which includes your purpose, your vision, and then your core values. And that answers the question, how? How do we behave with each other and our clients when we're expressing our vision and living on purpose? Next move to discover, embrace, and utilize your strengths. Now, we're part of a global culture and certainly a Western culture that is weakness-focused, that has sent us programming over the years that emphasizes the importance of identifying what's weak, what's missing, what's lacking, what's wrong. And so this is the opposite of that. This is spending time and energy discovering, embracing, and putting into practice my unique set of strengths, knowing that our team is stronger when each individual is aware of those strengths, owns those strengths, and utilizes those strengths. Individually and collectively, we're a much more effective team when we are strength-focused rather than weakness-focused. And finally, provide effective coaching. Effective coaching is really about a belief in others. It is being convinced that other people have really good answers in most cases, better answers than I have. And my job is to ask skillful questions and listen intently and help them bring out those answers from themselves. And when we do that, we can then hold each other accountable to those ideas and answers and insights that we've brought to the team. So three initiatives that make a healthy and thriving culture, develop your team identity, discover, embrace, and utilize your strengths, and provide effective and ongoing coaching. 
when building a successful business team, what's more important than talent, leadership, and strategy? Culture. It's about connecting us. If you'd find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives. Mm -hmm.